Welcome everyone, you are tuning in to Engaging Walk. My name is Drake. And my name is Ruby. We believe in the power of walking together and talking together. It's a simple act to stay connected, and movement is key. This week we will discuss a concept of learning about your spouse, yourself, and how your relationship can be viewed as two cups in a bowl. And how you and your significant other can take time and make deep connections. Yeah, so this week, you know, we um, this is our fifth episode. Mm-hmm. And we we're like super thrilled at the amount of people that have been downloading the show on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Like we're pretty much everywhere. Wherever there's a podcast, where you can find us, and we're super thrilled that people are are tuning in and taking that time out of their day so that they can learn new skills, connect um, with us with engaging walk, and then also to take those tools and connect with their loved ones. Yeah, thank you so much for following us and listen to us. And as we are so appreciate you guys because you literally like take time from your day and spend time with us. So thank you so much for do, for doing that. Yeah, um, we also just wanted to make it um, known to our listeners that you can follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, and we have our website www.engagingwalk.com. You can go there and you can find our. Uh, our social social media and that will just really help us connect and we can see like your comments we're also on youtube Mm -hmm. and we can see like what your comments are what you liked what you like to see more of and any comments that you have on the content so far so again thank you so much Uh, we have a lot of people tuning in from united states some from western europe and it's super it's super cool to see and then so many people from different states. And I remember, like, we had two, P- two I think, two locations in California. So shout out to San Jose, woo-woo, and then Texas. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so, like, the East Coast. Yeah, East Coast. And then I believe we have someone from Ohio, too. So thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, we had some some folks from the Midwest. That's, that's really exciting. Yes. And um, yeah, we love it. It's awesome. Super, super excited to see all the people tuning in. And you know what? Maybe we could have uh, our walks and not just like in, you know, Southern California. We can go somewhere else that where you guys lived and maybe like sometimes in San Jose, road trip to San Jose or road trip to Texas. Who know? You know, that yeah. would be fun. Yeah. Leave us link, uh, photos <laughs> on the on the social media and let us know like, hey, take a Take an engaging walk over here. This little known place is really nice. Um, so yeah, we also wanted to use utilize our website so that um, folks can know um, some of like the background information of what we're talking about. So like especially last week where we talked about um, love languages, you can find a lot of that reference material on engagingwalk.com. That's uh, yeah. You will find a you know like if you're not familiar with. Five love language. You can find a definition, and also we can post the test that you can take with, you know, for yourself and, for, and your loved one, and also questions, you know, tailored to five love language. So you can ask your spouse if you don't, you know, okay, I don't know what to ask them. We will put up uh, a questionnaire for you so that you have an idea to ask. Yeah, uh, so that you can find that on engagingwalk.com. We'll have a page devoted to the episodes and the reference material that we use so that you're like, Hey, you know, I'd like to take that test or let's take that, you know, we could take that test or read up on this topic. That's all going to be on there so that you can, you can access it. And again, that's www.engagingwalk.com. Pretty cool. All right, let's move to our, this, you know, this week episode. 
Yeah, this week, uh, like we said, we're going to discuss the art of learning about your spouse. And we're going to dive a little deeper into the concept of two cups in a bowl. Uh, yeah. And, and this week, we're going to walk at the Mission Valley Trail, California. It's really long trail and tons of, you know, um, mountain climber there. It's pretty fun. Yeah, there's rock climbing um, areas. There's beginner trails, more advanced trails. Yeah. And um, I'm pretty sure that it's like Father like Junipero, like Sarah trails like or that area but it's it's pretty much like central north Cal, uh, san diego mm-hmm. and you'll see really really beautiful trails there especially with all the rain that we got this year in san diego mm-hmm. all right you ready ready as can be mm-hmm. so let's talk about the art of learning about each other what do you think about it well i think you know, going back to our story, um, we we were dating for a while and then we were getting to know each other and like the relationship was picking up a lot of progress and mm-hmm. a lot of steam. And and it kind of got, it, there was an opportunity for that to get halted by um, a deployment that I went on in the Navy. But due to uh, Ruby's thoughtfulness and her intentionality we were able to use that time apart to still grow and learn one about one another on a on a really deep level and i think maybe even like the time of like not being physically in each other's presence uh still created an opportunity for us to like dive deep into who we are by communicating and by asking really deep questions so some mm-hmm. of the things that we did was we created like a list of things to do together. <laughs> we created a lot of lists, but one of them was the list of things to do together when we got back. Yeah, and that's right. that was really helpful. And then we did DTR, uh, def- um, Danny Silks, define the relationship, and a lot of other things that really helped us to connect on a on a personal level. You know, um, yeah. What did you think about that time period? Actually, I really appreciate that. I mean, I don't, I, I didn't like the, the deployment, but I, I appreciate and I'm grateful for that time because, like, like you mentioned, um, we didn't get to see each other face to face or physically be with each other in the same locate the same location, but somehow I felt like our relationship grew way more and deeper, and it just gave me so much opportunity to get to know you on a deeper level. Like, okay, I like this person, not because I'm attractive to his, you know, physical appearance, but no, because his intentional with his life, his goals. And I get to ask any type of all kinds of questions. And, and I love how you, you know, I know I I understood that you were very busy, but yet you make time to, you know, reach out to me and, and certain time, a day like okay at you know I know like this time he will reach out to me just to check in and also ask and you know uh, answer the questions and not just answer my questions you also give me you know all the questions from you so the conversation is like two sides and I feel like asking intentional questions um, is really help me to connect with you yeah a lot of it was like we did 
we did a lot of like running documents together that were like, lived, <laughs> yeah, we like, have like a Google drive yeah, just for us. <laughs> just for us. Yeah. And it was like, one of them was like seven questions for babe. Cause at that point we already <laughs> had like a pet name for each other. And then we would just ask all sorts of questions. Like, what did you, it would be so much fun to like to review them. But like, yeah. it was a lot of it was like really just diving deep into who this person is, like what makes them tick. Uh and and growing off of that and and like turning those questions around but a lot of it was also like uh, i guess you could say like practical about what we expected from like a family yeah so like questions about like how many you know really important questions to know like do you want children how many children do you want what kind of house do you see yourself living in like Mm -hmm. where do you want to live yeah um, Are you willing to re- relocate if I have to move somewhere else? You know, and I think because you you know like when we when we get connect with each other through email and text, um, is allow us to ask you know questions that you know deep and that it's kind of hard to ask face to face in conversation. Do you, do you agree? Yeah, I think just like with an engaging walk you know when you go out on a walk you have something else to focus on you know i.e like the scenery so it's very different than like a almost like a psychiatrist like table where you're just like staring at each other other and just like yeah eye contact the whole time and grilling each other and asking question after question it could feel like an interrogation Mm -hmm. whereas like with an engaging walk yeah. You know, shameless plug. You know, you go you go out on a walk and it's a little bit more distracting for you to ask those really deep questions. Like so for example, if you're at that stage in that relation in your relationship where you're not married yet, you know, but you're thinking about it, you're like, Hey, this might this person might be the one, but you know what? I am very into having children and I'm not sure where they're at with that uh, with that question. You know, they haven't really pointed one way or the other if they want children or not. That might be a good spot to ask. Hey, how do you feel about children? Do you want children? How many do you want? What's Mm -hmm. your timeline of um, when you would like to have children? Yeah. I remember one really shocking time for us was when we were on the deployment and Ruby and I started discussing marriage. And we were like, okay, yeah, that would be something that we both would like. But then, like, what came really shocking was when... We discussed the timeline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, it was not shocking. It was, it was, it was fun for me. I'm like, yeah, details, because I'm <laughs> a planner. <laughs> but yeah, it's shocking for you. Yeah. So just to give you a little bit of details, like we <laughs> we had in our in our initial conversation, the timeline to be much further down the road uh-huh. than it. Then when we revisited the conversation, we were like, no, we can actually move this up. Yeah. And we, and then when one of us broke the ice to introduce, I don't remember who it was, to introduce that idea of like happening or the marriage happening faster than the initial conversation, we were both relieved that we were like, oh, we're actually on the same page. It the, was you. Okay. Well, I'm glad that it was me <laughs> then, you know, but yes, yeah, so like you can have these really deep conversations, yeah. you know, maybe a Google doc might work for you. Like mm-hmm. if you're a couple and you're busy you know, you can start a Google Doc with like, you know, and that really nice thing is you can do comments there. Yeah. So like if you're, if your significant other posts something, you know, on the doc, 
you can like kind of highlight that and be like, Hey, what did you mean? Or like, I really like this. Thank you for sharing this. Yeah. Well, um, since we talk about the art of learning your spouse, it's for me, like, it's not just like when you take an art class, you will have, you will have to go through, you know, very basic step first. So you have, you understand the concept, but it's, it's again, it's an art. So once you have the basic steps, you, it's up to you to tailor how you want to draw, you know, the art and you want to carry it out. It's just up to your creativities. And I feel like it's, it's tailored, even though you hear story from us, but it's, you know, it's, it's your opportunity to, to tailor it into your marriage, to your relationship. And even if you're not seeing anyone yet, well, create one anyways. Like, how would you um, create, you know, um, l- the learning curve for for your future one? Because I, that's what I did. Like, I will imagine uh, I have someone and how would I want to do it so that, you know, for my preparation. Well, um, what yeah. about love? Let's talk about three things that, you know, we learned from each other recently. Yeah, I think I we, I learned a lot about Ruby from this new experience of us raising a puppy together. <laughs> um, so I learned how one one example would be how I learned how much she loves affection, how affectionate Ruby is, and like not having because <laughs> like this this puppy that we have <laughs> is not very affectionate. And she was like, <laughs> the whole reason why we got a corgi was because they're supposed to be affectionate and this dog is not affectionate (laughs) and I was like hey you know what like she's still a puppy she's gonna grow into that and for me like I didn't really care one way or the other if the dog was affectionate towards me but that that was really important for Ruby and I can see why because Ruby is very affectionate and sort of highlighted like hey her love language is physical touch you know and Mm -hmm. And I can see, like, you know, if she's not getting that from the corgi girl. <laughs> I was frustrated. I'm like, ah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> My investment <laughs> didn't go, go through. It. <laughs> yeah, so just, I wouldn't, yeah, so definitely re, reiterated how important <laughs> affection is towards, uh, for, you know, for Ruby. And, and it also sort of highlighted also for me how, I know this is kind of, a weird thing to say about how human she is. Oh, wow. Because Ruby is so very well put together and very well organized and and so thoughtful and so intentional. And seeing her distraught over <laughs> this puppy made me gave me a new appreciation for, you know, just earlier today I was like, hey, babe, like you really deserve... A um, a spa day like a you day, a yes day, a yes day for her, so that she can go and do the things that she would like to do, and be free from, you know, the poop bags <laughs> and feeding the dog because, you know, right you know right now she stays at home pretty much most of the day with the dog, yeah, and she, yeah, so it gave me a new appreciation for how human she is that even though. She's so well put together and so well organized that this puppy, you know, has been <laughs> taking away her free time. Yeah. You know. But thank you so much for all the kind wor- words. 
Uh, oh, and a third thing. Oh, okay. A third thing. Um, let's see. A third thing that I've learned recently. Well, you go, you do a couple while, and I'll think. Okay. Um, to be honest, I'm very good at asking questions and not sure about the answering that, but I do my best. So three things that I learned about you. Well, not recently, but when you know we get into marriage. And uh, I realized that I constantly asking you a question when in, like when we cook, you have different, we have totally different style. I will like, okay, what do you want to eat? Tell me and I'll make it. Or I will ask him along the way. But for Drake, it's different. Once he, the chef of the night, he will take charge of it. So <laughs> this one time he was like, Babe, you can just do whatever you want. You in charge. I was like, I know I'm in charge, but I want to know what you like, you know? So that's one thing I learned about Drake in cooking, that when he cook or when I'm in charge to cook, there's a freedom, whoever that, you know, in charge to make the dish. And um, one thing I observe, another, the second thing that I observe uh, with a puppy that he very uh, good with with dogs like I mean Boba loves him we we do the test where you know like you put the puppy in the between in the middle and then you and two of us run a different direction guess what she well even she ran to me okay and then she stopped and then she looked oh this is not daddy so he, she just went back to daddy and her face looked different. So he's very good with dogs. That's what I learned. But also like he, he very quick. No, he, he, he's very loving. That's one thing that, you know, I, well, I learned that from uh, about you. The, the very first time that I, I met you, that you are a very loving person and your heart is just so full of love. And very warm. That's just, that's just some that's something that I you know describe him to everyone that I know um, about Drake. Like his heart is very warm. Um, so with a pup, um, he's 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 firm to train to discipline. But at the same time, you know, once the discipline's done, the loving is coming right 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 after that. You know, like the pup know like, Hey, I love you and I need you to learn this. So that's, that's the second thing I think. Yeah. The third one. You need time to think cause I have a third one now. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. The third thing that I learned about Ruby is, um, on from observing her with, so every Sunday, unless I'm on duty, <laughs> we go to church. And even if I'm on duty, Ruby goes to church. And we have different roles there at our church. And I will most most Sundays will participate in um, the worship, which is playing instruments. I usually play guitar, sometimes bass guitar, sometimes drums. And pretty much every Sunday, Ruby's role is overseeing in some capacity or another the um, childhood education program. And she does a, an amazing job. And sometimes I can take for granted or not really see how much work she puts into the organization and the time and effort that she does that she does commit to ensuring that the children have a great 
experience and how fearless she is in trying new things to get the children to have a, new encounters with God and with each other and to grow and seeing her try new things. So we went, we went on a little bit of a road trip. And during that chance encounter, we found a place for the for a potential like children's camp. And our church has never done one, has never has never done a children's summer camp. Uh, that was a normal thing in my church growing up. Um, but these these children haven't had that. So immediately we get there and she's right away thinking like, oh, this would be perfect. This is a great spot. And seeing her level of commitment towards that and seeing her bring um, an idea from just the ideation all the way to, you know, hasn't been completed yet. This is still upcoming, but mm-hmm. all the work that she goes through to bring that idea to life, even though she's got to bring some people through the mud and dragging <laughs> and screaming, like she got it done and she got people to see like, Hey, this is something that's worth investing. And in a way that is, um, how do you put it? How do I put it? respectful to herself and to her team is another thing that she's very passionate about is respecting boundaries and seeing her go through that experience showed me just how again like how well put put together she is how she can take on the most difficult tasks (laughs) with (laughs) people (laughs) it's a very difficult task and some of the most difficult tasks and she can bring that to life so I'm very appreciative of her for that. And I'm sure that the children, once it's done, and the parents are going to be like, hey, that was really worthwhile. And we you know, thank her for her effort. So, Well, just remind, it's just a reminder that it's not just me by myself. I have the whole team. But I'm just like... But she's definitely leading and, and making it happen and, and providing that assurance to the, to the people. Like, even at the threat of taking it away. <laughs> like, hey... If this if these criteria aren't met, then like we can just forget it, and then people are like, no, 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 we're on board, no, we're on board, you know. <laughs> but again, it's not. It sounds mean, but you have to have that respect for yourself and for your team. So yeah, um, you know, I, I very I learned a lot about my wife's talents. Well, praise the Lord, because um, you know, like every time, you know, I. I to be honest, there's there's time, there's a moment, you know, throughout the journey that I'm like, ah, I'm not worth it. You know, why would I do that? But then, you know, God would just remind me like, hey, there's a purpose behind it. So he gave me strength, strength and, you know, grace to carry it on. Okay, so that actually leads us into a nice idea because this is like getting into the idea of disagreement. So within that um, that time period, there was a lot of disagreement. When we, when Ruby was trying to get everybody on the church on board with doing a um, a children's summer camp, um, but that uh, dis- that area of disagreement provided room for learning more about one another. Mm-hmm. Would you say that that's true? Yeah, I would not say a disagree. Well, different. Di- we're on different pages, and um, and for me, I think. Um, Disagreement is does not have to be, you know, um, the down downside of a relationship. Let's let, let's more focus on, you know, the, your spouse. I mean, like the person 
stay with you the whole time. And um, not that, you know, in the dating season where you can just say, like, oh, yeah, I'm busy. I need to, you know, to do certain things. And you just, you know, Call get away, get away from them for a couple of days, you know, a couple of hours. No, but for me, I think even like I have some disagreement with Drake. I think I think I have to like cool myself down a little bit, step back, breathe, and you know, and and take that as a, a learning curve uh, instead of you know a potentials of argument or potentials of the fight. Because at the end of the day, we are here together, and I my goal is to connect with you. My goal is to know you, and I and I think. Even like looking back, some of this without those situation, I won't be able to see that you know area of who you are and and again like we went back to you know the previous episode we mentioned about like if you know if the situation arise and instead of you know if your spouse coming out and showing who they are, don't shoot them down. Um, but, but take, you know, that as a learning curve, like, yes, I get to know you this way, this, you know, and, uh, how can I, how can we grow together? How can we find agreement from this, you know, instead of disconnect? Yeah, I think, um, that's really important because not everybody gets to see that vulnerable part of you and, and it's a very vulnerable and unique area in which you can that that is essentially what makes you husband and wife or you know if you're in the dating stage you're going to grow in that intimacy um, or you're going to grow in that connection Mm -hmm. and you're going to see more and more vulnerability and that's that's that is what makes the relationship special Mm -hmm. and that is what makes the relationship a um what grows into the marriage or covenant, mm-hmm. which is you, you have so much access to hurt me <laughs> and that's vulnerable mm-hmm. and you have so much potential to do that because of we live together, we, we share everything together and, you know, that's a vulnerable place to be and, it's, and but that vulnerability brings a lot of area of like pretend what should be respected. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's what, that's what Ruby's alluding to when she's saying like, Hey, don't shoot that person down. It's, um, you know, we recently went through an episode where I, I felt very vulnerable. There was the things that were happening at work and mm-hmm. I broke down at home and no one's, no one sees that at work. I don't do that at work. <laughs> no one would respect that me at work. Freak you out. <laughs> if they freak saw me yeah. uh, at work like that. But she she sees that. No one else sees that but her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess now the the dog does. But <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's an area of trust and and um and covenant between us that we can see that from each other and that we can support each other through that. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes the the relationship so special. Yeah. So when you you know when that opportunity arises w- within your relationship, again take that as a, a, 
look at that a different, you know, perspective. Like, hey, I get to see my spouse in this situation, and nobody gets to see it, and I get to know them more through this. So, um, all the best, you know, to to the the relationship, and and this that is exciting. That's become an art. Like, you know, is is not planned. Is not. It's very authentic. Yeah, definitely. Um, so next thing we're going to move on to is this uh, using love map cards. So you can be extra vulnerable with each other and use these love map cards. We're going to show you a link of how you can get them. Um, I'm pretty sure you can purchase them. But then there's also like apps that we'll refer to on our website that you can see. Uh, or an area where you can ask like new questions. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes especially probably for us guys, we're not like super creative with the questions that we ask. I know my favorite one that I like to ask every day is, how was your day? How did you sleep? <laughs> you know, did you eat anything? You know, but I'm I'm actually genuinely asking like, hey, how did you sleep? Did you sleep okay? Mm-hmm. You know, but fellows, we got to spice it up. We got to ask more questions than just the the basic 3 or 4 um, and, and, you know, and drive that new understanding. Yeah. So basically they, um, like I have a stack of cards, um, and you know, some of them call love maps exercise. So I just draw a card or you can use them on the app. There's a question and you get to ask, well, the question is for you about your spouse. And then through that questions you get to, and then they will answer, you know, you will hear from you will hear um, the answer, and you can compare the answers together. So, first one is who is your spouse's favorite relative? Well, wait, this is my question. Uh, I would say uh, Thomas, your your brother. Yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to say a favorite relative <laughs> because it <laughs> sounds like don't don't get jealous. <laughs> yeah, because it sounds like I don't like the other ones, or they're not like as. But Thomas and I have a very unique relationship because <laughs> we're both male. He's my younger brother. But what makes our relationship so unique is we're barely young. He's barely younger. He's only 13 months younger than I am. So, you know, and we're essentially twins, you know, and we have a lot of the same hobbies and we get along very well and... Yeah, so... So, see, but just one question, and do you see how much information that Drake provides? And now that is where I get to know him, because, you know, I get to hear from him the answer. Like, whoa, okay, there's more depth into that answer. So, those questions are helping you Hmm. get to know your spouse more. And then my card says, where was your partner born? So... Ooh. My partner was born in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. Yeah. Wait, and was it north or south? Uh, Ho Chi Minh's in the south. Yeah, good south job. South Vietnam. There's a, I've learned a lot about uh, <laughs> the different cultures in Vietnam, like how Central has its own culture and dialect, North has its own culture and dialect, and South. And Ho Chi Minh is like their New York City. And, um, That's right. And, you know, Ruby loved going around... I've never been to Vietnam. I got really close at one point to go to Vietnam. We were going to go to Da Nang. Um, but I learned some Vietnamese <laughs> a little over the over the couple years. And um, it's it's very difficult language. <laughs> <laughs> it's very difficult. 
And um, sometimes I feel like I learn a word and I forgot it <laughs> right away. But there are some words that have stuck and the Vietnamese food is super, super tasty. And the culture is wonderful. Um, and I know that like my family had a super fun time during our wedding hanging out with um, Ruby's family. Because like actually like the Greek and Vietnamese, because my family is Greek and Ruby's family is Vietnamese, and like our cultures are actually pretty similar. Yeah, a lot very similar in terms of like how we treat family, how we treat um, elder elders in our in our families, and um, the idea of like family gatherings we take very seriously. And like when family gatherings happen, like no one's on their phones. Like, everyone's hanging out and having a good time. Yeah. And talking and eating and encouraging, like, singing and hanging out and all that kind of stuff. And then, actually, like, my family is a bunch of musicians, and Ruby's uncle is a musician, and we were, like, jamming out. Yeah, we have fun. Yeah, we have fun together. And, like, my family, like, instantly saw, like, oh, yeah. Like, (laughs) he's right. We bond right there. We bond. Right like there. Vietnamese culture and Greek culture, very, very similar. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Ruby told me all about like growing up in Vietnam, like uh, driving around on her scooter. <laughs> <laughs> How uh, one of the things that shocked me was they're, they're dealing with flooding. Oh, yes. I'm about to say that. Yes. <laughs> we swim <laughs> in the flood. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I thought we had bad weather in Boston where I grew up, but it's worse in nope. Vietnam. Because <laughs> I used to complain seen, about the snow. And that's how it came up. I complained about the snow that we get in Boston. And, and Ruby was like, snow, we have floods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It getting worse, but moving along. Moving along. Okay. Last thing that we wanted to highlight is this idea of two cups in a bowl. So we briefly talked about it, I think in the first episode it was, Mm -hmm. Um, and we just want to elaborate on it more. So just to recap, we, in our relationship, our relationship, we can think of it almost as its own entity. Mm -hmm. The, The union of ourselves, in our case, we're married. So our union is, is a bowl, is a, is solid. It's Uh a, it's a bowl. You know, when you're in a relationship and you're dating, it's not so solid, you know, because there's not that promise that you're going to stay together. Mm-hmm. Whereas with us, it's a promise. We're going to stay together. It's not just a promise. It's a covenant. It's a covenant. And, yeah. Great word. But the bowl doesn't exist in and of itself. Mm-hmm. In other words, I have to bring myself. That is to say my cup. Yeah. Because the bowl is somewhere dip far away. Yeah. Or it's somewhere off in the center. Mm-hmm. And I need to go fill up my cup and then bring what I have to our bowl. Our bowl, And we share that bowl. Yeah. But my cup is me. So if I'm empty and I'm not bringing anything to the bowl, the bowl's not getting filled. If Ruby's full and she's bringing um, her cup to the bowl, mm-hmm. well, then I'm not doing my part or vice versa. Yeah. Right? So we both have an obligation to bring ourselves to our marriage. And that that bears with it a lot of responsibility, not just to Ruby, but also to myself. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we believe as a powerful people, you know, you and we retake 
responsibility with our life and we in terms of you know taking care of yourself of, of myself like I understand that you know we have a covenant now my life looks so different um, with you and my my schedule changed but it doesn't mean that I, I stop developing who I am or stop growing myself and so be it be intentional and keep growing because um, you know, not just you, I'd get to know Drake is interesting, but also like the, the, I feel for me, the most powerful thing that you can do for you, for yourself is to discover who you are, you know, to discover your talents and your gifts and, and grow into that because nobody going to do it for you. You know, like we in charge of ourselves, and we have that opportunity to do it. And I, for me, I think it's more attractive when we continue to grow and then your part, the partner get to understand it or get to know it, you know. So uh, we believe that, you know, two cups, two powerful, you know, people um, know how to take care of themselves and fill them with, you know, positive um input and growing and whatever the overflow from that cup you get to bring it to the bowl because right. if 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 my cup fill with you know dirt and if i don't take care of myself it just you know filthy then what can i bring to the bowl pretty not nothing much you know if it's empty but if it over- overflow with dirt then i bring that to to the bowl too you know so i have to be very intentional taking care of myself and um and believe that, you know, and trust that, that Drake would do the same, you know. One thing that um, that I was struggling and, and I think I learned from other people that um, you don't lower your standard. You know, if your standard is high, good, and keep that way and, inspect, and, in, 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 and expect the other person do the same thing. Well, I also ask myself, what if the person, you know, doesn't reach that standard? What should I do? Well, the same thing. Keep the standard. And Yeah, you have to let the other person know. Hey, yeah. I was... Ex- marriages get ended like that. Um, yeah. They can, at least. That that ex- When the expectations aren't met. Mm-hmm. I know I was just recently talking to, a, um, you know, I'll, I'll keep their information private. Um, but they're going through very, very serious problems in their marriage. And they, a lot of that was after discussing with them, with, with him for 15 to 30 minutes, a lot of that was based off of expectations not being met. Mm-hmm. And that festering of, can feel stifling, you know, especially if your partner's dreams aren't being met. Yeah. You know, so if you're, and you have to constantly check with your partner, you have to constantly check with your spouse. Hey, are your dreams being met? What are your dreams? Mm-hmm. What, did, what do you want to accomplish? You haven't accomplished. How can I, you know, help you? I mean, ultimately that's your, your partner's responsibility, but you're not just living in a vacuum anymore. <laughs> you have, you're yeah. in a relationship. So, if your partner feels like, hey, I would love to get my master's degree, for example, but the kids, you know, the kids are making that difficult. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to work together to find 
to find a way to make that dream happen. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, coming to the relationship, I will ask myself, like, what, what do I bring to the bowl, you know? And how can I serve you in the relationship instead of, like, what can I get from you? Right. You know? And you should want to see your, your spouse achieve their dreams and achieve, I mean, that's, that's sexy, right? If, you're, mm-hmm. if your spouse is, like, living their best life and, like, hey, babe, I just got this deal done. I've just opened up this business. This business is doing this kind of, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. there's no jealousy there. Or at least there shouldn't be. You know, hey, yeah, I'm proud of you. Good for you. You know, yeah. let's... We, no, not so good for you. Good for us. Good for us. Because <laughs> two in one... Uh, yeah, to go for good for you, good for us. Yeah. And that's that 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 drives a relationship. And um, you see that success in your spouse and should motivate you. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of people also, they see that success in their spouse and they get, they, you know, they get jealous or they get like... Insecure. Insecure. No, no, that's not, that's not the proper response. The uh-huh. proper response is, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of the things that you accomplished because we do it together. Yeah, it's, it's you mean your teammate. So if they win, you win too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, um, so there's so many things that we can bring to our marriage, but we have to recognize like what do we need as individuals because we're still individuals. Yeah. You know, but... Our relationship, our coexistence is a real and independent almost thing that in a weird way, it's like tied, but it's also its own thing, yeah. if that makes sense. Uh-huh. And I think you brought up very, you know, crucial and very essential points is that um, do you know each other dreams? Do you know what make the other person come alive? You know, because without doing that and support them, um, it. It won't last because, you know, it's, I love how Drake's so, so supportive. He said, like, whatever that you decide to do, I will be there for you. And um, that is one thing that I make very clear in our relationship at the, and, you know, when during, uh, during a dating stage that I say, like, this is my calling. This is what I see myself doing. And what do you think about this? And, you know, that's in my testing, you know points like if he not uh, allow me to do whatever that so dear to my heart um then i won't I, I don't think the relationship will go because i if i chose him then i have ruby part of ruby's die actually most of my my heart is my my ruby's die because i neglect what make me come alive you know mm-hmm. right so um ask yeah yeah, and that can't happen. I, you can't ask your partner to give up who they are to yeah. be, to be the us. Yeah, they they still need to bring who they are to, to the table. Their their cup still needs to be present, mm-hmm. and their cup still needs to be full. You know, yeah. you can't fill their cup for them. Nope. And your bowl is going to be empty, mm-hmm. or just your stuff's going to be in there. And you're like, I got, you know, two cups myself. I don't even need your cup. You know, that's not how that works. Yeah. So basically we have each, each of us have responsibility to fill our cup, to be powerful, to be, you know, grow into who we are supposed to be. And, um, and from that it's, it's overflow to the bowl. Mm-hmm. So, um, if, you know, if, 
if your bowl is have some issue right now, maybe look into the cup. Like, okay, what is it in there so that I I can become a better person, that I can give it or offer or serve my spouse. Yeah, very well said. All right, I think at this point we can move on to um, this assignment. week's assignment. Yeah, so we got this week's assignment. Super excited about this one. So after a little bit of like, hey, what's this week's assignment going to be? We finally came up with this one. So going back to the beginning of our conversation of this podcast, we talked about how Ruby and I uh, managed to stay connected over the deployment. Mm-hmm. And one of that one is, was, was we created a list of things to do together. Now, during our discussions, we'd be like, oh, it'd be so much fun if we could go on a hike at this place. Well, we can't really do that right now. Because I'm out in the middle of the ocean, <laughs> you know, so we kept track of a list of all the things that we wanted to do together. Mm-hmm. So we would like to encourage you guys to create a list of five new things that you and your spouse or your soon to be spouse or your aspiring spouse have not done um, before this upcoming month or maybe two or three. The idea is to do something realistic, it's things that you could feasibly do within a short amount of time Mm -hmm. Um, and then share with your spouse how those events helped you to learn more about them so it could be something like go hey i've always wanted to go kayaking Mm -hmm. you know yeah oh you never been kayaking either we should totally go kayaking this this um this weekend or it could be fishing yeah um some type of activity uh dance class yeah, both new to both of us that will get that part of your partner that, you know, you never seen it before. And I think it's sweet because, you know what, if you guys both do something new together, you share your first thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my, when is your first kayak, for example, with, oh, I do it with my spouse, you know, that's special. Yeah, it can be a totally fun and new experience. And you can, through that new experience, you can learn like, oh, I never knew that you wanted to go to a cooking class. Or I never knew you had this, um, this desire to do painting. Oh, we did, we did a pottery class together. Oh, yeah, it was fun. It was really, I, you know, out of nowhere, I was like, <laughs> let's just, let me look on Eventbrite and find out if, what kind of events are there. Because my intention was for us to do a painting class. Uh-huh. But then I was looking and I was like, you know what, pottery I never done that. That sounds like fun. And we did a pottery class and we made our own pottery uh-huh. and we have it in the house now. Yep. Yeah, it super was fun. So fun. It was really fun. Yeah. It was a great day. Um, so uh, share with us on our social media. You can go on YouTube, you can go on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website. You can find you know, www.engagingwalk.com and you can share with us uh, your experiences. Let us know how what you did um, and how much fun it was. Yeah, we will read every single comment yeah. and messages. You know, We're super looking forward to it. Yeah, and um, so with that, we would like to thank you for tuning in. We hope that you can make our engaging walk, uh, that you can take our engaging, engaging walk and make it your own. And stay tuned for the next episode where we'll discuss about breaking down barriers. Don't forget to click the follow button. And this is Drake and Ruby with Engaging Walk. Oh, again, don't forget to subscribe us on Facebook, Instagram, and visit our website, engagingwalk.com. This is Drake and Ruby, and we are 
Signing, Signing out. out. Thank you. Bye-bye.